All right, thank you for joining me for another conversation. Quick hits, here we go. Today, we wanna talk about how much responsibility do we as coaches have for our coaches actually taking action on what we you know, talk to them about? Steve, would you like to start us off? Sure. Um, we talk as coaches about holding our coaches accountable. And unfortunately, while we can say that, we can uh, make all the right noises, I don't think we can actually make them accountable. We mm -hmm. can try to get them to adopt accountability, mm. but ultimately it's up to them. Do they want to do it? Does it fit? Does it fit in their timetable on the day with the people that they're talking to? So yeah, we can, we can make all the right noises, but I don't know how we can actually take the blame if they don't do it. Mm. Yeah, so so I, I agree with that, Steve. I think taking the blame for it's not really our responsibility, but I would counter with uh, a suggestion that, is it our responsibility to make the action so compelling that they will do it whatever? Mm. That's, that's one of the things I was going to say, Tim, as well, which is the fact that also are we so prescriptive in what we want them to do as an outcome that we lose sight of giving them the responsibility to decide for themselves. So, for example, if someone is deciding to give up smoking, as an example, you know, but they, <clears throat> they may do it differently. They may decide they want to go walking to start off with. So they haven't got the outcome that we thought initially, but it changes. Sorry. It's okay. <coughs> uh, so, okay, <laughs> gone. Wow. Uh, so I think uh, to add to that, I think that um, if, if you're, uh, if you take this a purely academical purist approach to it, which is that I give no direction. <laughs> so I don't tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. I, um, I can only guide and give advice. And if, uh, you know, you sort of say through open questioning, somebody comes in and says, well, you know, maybe I could do this. Then if it's their idea, it's got nothing to do with us, whether we're telling them to do it, asking them to do it or taking them anywhere. Actually, we are um, we are walking alongside them. And when they turn right, we go right. Mm. We're not we're not in front and we're not behind. See, I think for me and maybe it's because, you know, I have a psychology background. If I have a client who wants to do something and I'm giving them the opportunity to do it and helping them move that way and they're not doing it, I want to look into why. What is holding them back? What barriers are standing in their way? And so that, that's kind of the direction I go. Am I responsible for making them take action? No. But do I feel like I'm responsible for helping them figure out why they're not taking action? I do. I'd like to be responsible for helping Martin out with his cough, but in this situation, I, know, I can't. feel bad for him. Um, but, and that's a good example, really, isn't it? Because, you know, I, there's nothing I can do about that, but, you know, it, it, we can feel bad, but actually, ultimately, it's his challenge. And mm -hmm. I think it's, it, you know, it's the same thing here. We can, to some degree, I like what you said there, Robin, which is uh, I can hold someone accountable. So we, we can set objectives at the end of a coaching session being, I want you to go away and do X. And then um, when you when we come back, I can say, have you done it? Mm -hmm. uh, not in a if you haven't, I'm going to beat you type way. But have you done it or not? And by holding them accountable, we can to some degree make them go, do you know, what I haven't I should have done. Tell me about that. Mm -hmm. uh, so therefore, you know, after the fact, have they had really, yes or no is one element. of detail. So, But I, I think being responsible, as Steve said, taking blame. Absolutely not. It's not for us to take blame for that. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling that there's um, there's a, a bit of a split in some respects between, you know, when we have the opportunity or when we are drawn to more directive coaching, then what we're doing is we're offering someone some tool, some method or methodology or process, and they can choose to say whether that fits or not. And then they're wholly accountable. 
And it doesn't really matter to us as coaches because it's, the outcome isn't dictated by the tool. It's just a means to an end. Non-directive, as you say, Tim, quite rightly, when you open it up and actually use a no, I didn't kind of answer as a route into the next part of the conversation, I think that's actually probably more productive. But as you say, that's the purest approach, that non-directive approach. And, and I don't know, it does sometimes um, worry me that coaches can end up feeling guilty because we're asking them about something they've not done. And that guilt makes them uncomfortable and makes them resistant to coaching as a whole. Yeah, I, think, I agree with you, Steve. And I think it's really the, the phrasing of the questions. So one of the um, examples I tend to use is, what's got better for you this week mm-hmm. which sets a tone for the session in its in itself so that they're not necessarily thinking about what they were meant to do it's really taken on board what they decided to do mm-hmm. and building on there and robin coming across to your point as well about um when we're actually asking why people don't th- do things mm-hmm. i think often that's one of the exciting elements of being a coach is to explore that why because through that, um, often they, that's their journey for me is to understand what's going on, really. Um, you know, it's very easy for all of us to sort of sit there and go, I know why I don't, for example, eat the food I meant to eat. Mm. But then it's that, you know, the internal, the five whys. Why did you? Why did you? And I think that's quite useful as well to use that approach and make, make the client do the work. But I will say one thing I was told many years ago when I started coaching which was one of the reasons we may feel responsibility for our clients. It was we're not 100% involved in the session. We were actually thinking of something else during the session. And so at the end of it, we then come up with questions for ourselves as to why wasn't I fully present? And that was quite useful for me to stop taking that responsibility all the way for me to recognise that I was doing something within the session that actually I was looking towards the client to take responsibility, but was I taking responsibility for myself within the Mm. session? I like that a lot. So it's the idea that we role play. If we role play responsibility, responsibility will happen. Yes. Uh, And I, uh, so I think examples of that being, well, if you've committed to doing something, is it okay if I ring you and find out how it went? might be a good way of doing that where you're not holding them accountable you're not and when you do ring them you don't sort of say as steve said you know oh you haven't done it you're useless it's a case of how does it go oh you didn't do it okay are you planning to do it again or is that it are we done you know has it lost its interest its stickiness or whatever mm-hmm. um or, or we find something else and we move into that space so mm-hmm. i i also like the idea of if they haven't done it that's a whole subject material for the next session yes uh, uh so what is it about the not doing that has been the issue and I, and I like that Tim and you you know this about my style of coaching I like to have contact with my coaches in between sessions whether it's text or an email or whatever and sometimes they're like oh but I'm not paying you for that time and I feel guilty and what I say is no you're actually helping me because I know where you are when our next session starts so I can be prepared to jump right in and we don't spend the first 10 minutes with me going so where were you and what happened and what I know because we spent 30 seconds on a text in the middle. And I think that raises something else, Robin, as well, is that when people turn up to the session, they're turning up as they are that day, not where they were last week. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important that we don't always drag in last week straight away anyway, because I think that's 
almost um, defining an outcome before anything's actually happened. Mm. Finding out where someone is that day, particularly because I work with both the mind and the body, it's finding out what's happened to them in that week, you know, and sometimes it could be that they've actually had a bad night's sleep and therefore that impacts on how they turn up to your session. Mm. And I think that's about that openness at the beginning of a session to allow the session to almost unfold and flow rather than having a prescriptive outcome. Mm. And that makes it much more likely for people to do the task at the end, I agree, if it, if it feels like it's their agenda. And I totally agree yes. with that, Martin. I, I find that um, going into a session, you might sit down. I mean, I had a, a client who had session one, session two. In session one, she was unsure about where she was going, what she was doing. The job wasn't good. Trouble with her boss. Session two, her boss had left and she'd been offered the job. She was a confident, capable, you know. And if I'd gone in with the session one approach and gone, how are you today? We'd have missed the mark. But if you go in and sort of go, where are you at? He says, well, actually, I've got the job. I know. When... Suddenly we're looking forward about the role, how it's going to look the team suddenly we've got direction and so um that way we increase the level of engagement to the point where people then do say i will do that task i will take on that activity or whatever it might be it sounds like and we're running up against our time but it sounds like what we're saying is as coaches we're not responsible to make our clients uh do what we ask them to do or do anything but we are kind of taking responsibility for checking in with them and seeing where they are and giving them the opportunity to explore why they're not doing things in a non-vegetarian way. Sorry, Tim. I think also the concept of ownership is really important that they're owning it themselves and allowing that to happen. Because if we take too much ownership within the session for an outcome, then I'm afraid that's an easy opt-out for all of us. Yeah. And I'm going to have to cut us off there. That's our 10 minutes. I know it goes by really fast. So thank you so much for joining me. And uh, we'll have another one really, really soon. Thanks, guys. <laughs>